Hello, hello, lovely people. Coming at you today with, it's funny actually, sorry. I'm getting used to standing with my new standing desk and the camera being super close actually to me. Um, but anyway, I got distracted there, ironically, given what we speak about on this podcast. But today we're going to speak about, in particular, toxic productivity. And before I go into it and into what it is, what it isn't, what it creates and what we can do about it, I do want to let you know that I was actually hired by a company to come in and do a training on this for their team. And it is possible to get me or time hackers to come into your organization and run trainings around non-toxic productivity, around time hacking, around decision making, um, around, you know, productivity, all of these good things, any of the topics that you see here um, that will help you, your organizations, your people, your communities to achieve more without burning out, without working longer hours, without doing all the things. Obviously, this is our expertise. And you may have already heard the big exciting news, which is Time Hackers is in itself as a program available for companies um, alongside one-to-one coaching for their teams and their people. So if you want to speak about that, you can email teams at team, sorry, not teams, teamvickylouise.com. Um, and that's whether you want like a one-off workshop or a three-part series. Some people have us come in and do a three-part series um, or to discuss bringing in time hackers and one-to-one coaching um, into your teams, into your organizations, so that as an organization, you can achieve more without burning people out, without stress. Like the way I like to think of it is everybody comes to your organization, comes to their job, especially listening to this podcast, wanting to achieve things. We've just never been taught how to optimize our time. We've cracked the code over here. It's how my clients are like 11xing their income while working less and having their biggest revenue months. All of this crazy stuff happens inside Time Hackers. We want to start spreading this new way of work, this new way of optimizing time instead of just managing it into organizations so we can change how we work. It's so right for change. I think the pandemic showed us that. It gave us that first step into this opportunity. And we just want to ride that change so that we can finally bring how we work into our modern day of work. And that's to say, you know, we're not working in factories anymore. We are working online. We have so much power at the touch of our fingertips, but that can be a blessing and a curse in terms of this constant distraction or this constant need to, you know, keep our fingers in every pot, I think the saying is. So how we optimize our time has never been more important than it is now because of our access Um, to so much at the touch of our fingertips so if you work at an organization or you run an organization or you know someone who has an organization that is experiencing this time problem which by the way every single CEO or HR person I'm speaking to is like aware that there's a time problem then um, obviously we have the solution I would love to connect and speak with you whether it's a one-off training or finding out more about time hackers so just email team at vickylouise.com and let's make it happen So today we're going to be talking about toxic productivity. And I want you to think about what toxic productivity is for you. What comes to mind when you hear the phrase toxic productivity? Because the word toxic, we want to remember, is like literally defined as poisonous, literally defined as deadly. And obviously we're coming back off the back of this like hustle culture, this like hustle hard celebration, you know, working working 100 hour weeks, 
I saw someone recently on Instagram promoting working 100 hour weeks. And the irony was, you know, how unsuccessful their business was. I'm just going to say it. I know it sounds, mm, I, sip my tea. I know it sounds um, maybe bitchy, but it's just the reality of like, if you are telling people to work 100 hour weeks to create success, I hope you are successful. Um, but you're probably not because I know for me, when I was working 80 plus hour weeks and around people that were doing that, it actually wasn't successful. It was only successful in creating burnout, anxiety, stress, poor sleep, poor health, all of those things. So when we think about toxic productivity, I'm going to break it down for us in three different ways. The first way is really checking in with our mindset and what's going on in our brain, how we are thinking. So if you're thinking things when it comes to your work, like I'm not doing enough, not working is bad or lazy. I'm bad or lazy when I'm not working. If you're thinking, you know, that old I'll sleep when I'm dead mindset that I obviously lived off for a few years, uh, barely survived off, um, or I'll rest when I'm done, I'll rest later, or I should be doing more now, or I need to do this, this, and this now, I need to do everything all at once. These are all, these are all you know, toxic productivity mindsets shall we say and it's all about driving us to work too much with that personal cost Um, it's all about prioritizing our work over ourselves and seeing ourselves as really just a function for our work so the next part I want to speak about is our emotions and this is all about how we are feeling when it comes to being toxically productive if you are feeling a lot of guilt when you are not working or when you are not doing all or you are not closing off your week having completed everything off your to-do list for example, if you still have a to-do list, which by the way, if you don't, high five. Um, If you experience a lot of shame around what you didn't get done, around what you should be doing, about where you are in terms of your career trajectory or your business trajectory or your relationship trajectory. I, I, I always joke, like, not joke, that's the wrong word, but when I'm doing these workshops at companies, it's a big thing to identify that time impacts all areas of our lives. So when we speak about time hacking, it really is like, beneficial across all areas of our life it's not just our work that benefits it's like literally touches touches every part of our lives um if you're feeling a lot of fear fear of failure fear of rejection fear of letting people down that's a big um indicator you may be working uh, towards toxic productivity or with toxic productivity if you feel neglected in yourself that self-neglect that like i don't have or i've not been taking care of myself in any way Hello, toxic productivity. Also insecurity, right? We can be driven from insecurity to work longer hours, to do more and to sacrifice more than we are, have available. Hello, toxic productivity. And the last one, which will come as no surprise, is stress. But even as you're listening to this, I want you to think about if there's any others that you would add um, to emotions that may be indic- indicative of or drivers of toxic productivity. Um, And then moving on to that final juicy step, and this is what we do in Time Hackers all the time, we connect how we are thinking to how we are feeling to how we are behaving. And so we do wanna be thinking about how we are actually acting when we are operating from toxic productivity. And it's really this place where like work and ourselves and our health compete. We see them as like, if I take care of myself, I must be willing to earn less. If I take care of myself, I'm not going to be as productive at work. And so this can show up and being like super attached to work technology. And that could be Slack. It could be your emails. 
Um, and not just work technology, but like everything on your to-do list. It's like when you are overcommitting to taking on more than you can reasonably do. And even when you already have on more than you can reasonably do, continuing to say yes, our fear of like, you know, letting people down, if we connect it to the emotion that we just spoke about. Um, pushing through, you know, I've been in, people have brought me into teams or their masterminds or their programs or their communities to have me teach. And, and that attitude of like celebrating, pushing through, um, even when we're sick or we're ill or on the verge. And I actually spoke with one of my best friends a few weeks ago, who's in recruitment, super high pressured environment. And I spoke with him and he was like, you know, yesterday I worked 14 hours 14 hours in a day and today I am on my way home half day because I'm so sick so like really understanding that that is like a prime example of toxic productivity thank you to him for allowing me to share that um and then also we have comparing ourselves if you're in this cycle of comparing yourself to what other people are doing and building this like mental tally of what you've done of what you've not done of what they've done of what they've not done um then that's you know acting from toxic productivity or towards it and again this last one this is I love my mom but this is like a big one that comes up um, in my chats with her which is like treating ourselves differently based on what we've done and this can be obvious when we think of seriously just saying like how was your day if when you answer that you're thinking like oh I had a good day I got a lot done or I had a bad day I didn't really get anything done that connection between good and bad and amount of things done is acting from toxic productivity no shade no judgment if this is you this has been me this is so many of us this is how we've been trained and conditioned to be just because we've been trained and conditioned to be that way doesn't mean we have to stay that way um that's gonna be what we talk about here but just really stepping back a minute and thinking about what are the indicators right what are the indicators that we are in toxic productivity and it's the things that we've just spoken about it's that guilt for taking time off or even not taking time off um, or even checking work while taking time off. So not allowing ourselves to really separate from our work. It can be the shame that we feel for not getting enough done. And, you know, what we spoke about comparing your productivity to what someone else got done and feeling like you have something to prove. And then there's the obvious one, which is like that overworking, that chronic overworking beyond, you know, what's even productive or helpful anymore. Longer hours, longer days, more tasks saying yes, yes, yes. Even though you already feel like you have too much to do. It's that neglecting of yourself and your basic needs, whether it's like, oh, I don't know, I've not showered for a few days or I've not managed to put the laundry on for weeks or whatever it might be. Another one. This is like such a funny one to speak about because it's so commonly done, which is not letting ourselves go to the bathroom and just like sitting at the desk, legs crossed, like finishing that email, like must finish that email, skipping food, skipping water, skipping rest, like all of that side of things and just generally neglecting your life outside of work. This is all, you know, signs and indicators that you're experiencing uh, or in a, the loop of toxic productivity and they all like, relate to each other much as what we've spoken about now now the issue is what this actually creates for you for your organizations for your teams for your people and for you it's about like burnout and sickness and stress and anxiety maybe even depression it's going to directly impact your physical health it's going to directly impact your sleep it's going to you know make you unhappy and really create actually ironically more job dissatisfaction the more we are in toxic productivity, remember poisonous overworking, 
the more detached we become from our work and the less we like it. So this is what it's actually creating for you, which is why if you've been listening to this and been like, oh, you know, I am familiar and, you know, these things are relatable, but I don't want to change them. I just want you to pause and think what is it actually creating for you? And then if you're in a team, then what this means is, you know, we're actually going to end up covering more for people as they are going to end up sick. So when we're already overworking, we're going to be doubling down on that. It also creates like less connection at work because we're in this state of stress and anxiety and disconnection and just dissatisfaction. And that means we're going to be less cohesive as a team. Um, it also means when we are speaking to clients, we're not going to be able to accurately, accurately predict deadlines and work and what's, you know, what we're going to be able to produce. And that directly impacts your organization, your revenue, your client relationships, and your reputation. So this is an expense to companies. There's a reason why companies are speaking to me and wanting to bring in time hackers and wanting me to do these workshops. It's because they are understanding that how you use your time directly impacts how employees use their time, how teams use their time, directly impacts revenue, directly impacts bottom line, and obviously directly impacts things like, you know, employee and staff turnover and recruitment costs and all of that stuff as well. Um, so other things could be, you know, I think about like really low, mor low morale um, and disconnection to the work, which is spoken about. And just to like tie it all in to what this produces for the organization, it is lower revenue, it is higher turnover, it is going to be high recruiting costs, it's going to be lower productivity, toxic productivity always produces lower productivity, lower production, for the reasons that we've spoken about, for how it affects the individual and how it affects the teams. Um, also less creativity and higher distraction, right? Anxiety and stress is very distracting. Um, so really thinking about for you, if you are an employee or a CEO or working in organizations or manage a team, identify, it's worth identifying and having these conversations around toxic productivity and learning to solve for them, which is really what I wanted to discuss next, which is how to solve for toxic productivity. What can we actually do? I mean, of course you can contact us and we will be happy to help you solve this. But for today, I wanted to leave you with like some simple actionable things that you can do as an individual, if you are experiencing toxic productivity as a team leader or um, HR representative or as a founder slash CEO, someone responsible for a company. So the first thing is all around communication and creating those open lines of communication, creating safety for people to say, I have too much going on without it being met with, oh, sorry, that's just how it is right now. Um, we wanna create communication, not just necessarily with like an individual and a manager, but also within teams um, so that we can create, create these, uh, this on-purpose culture around time and productivity that's productive, um, helpful, supportive, and ultimately successful. Um, the next thing is like we can support ourselves in terms of the schedules and the goals that we set and really thinking intentionally instead of, you know, what I think about like screwing our future selves over. This is one of the gripes I have around, you know, setting a schedule on a Sunday is too often. I've seen literally hundreds of clients screw their Thursday self over by setting too much to do and then getting there and then making themselves feel bad because they didn't get the thing done. And I know we live in this culture um, where doing more is better and being productive is more valuable, makes you more valuable as a human. Obviously it doesn't, but this is the culture we have inherited and created and that we're working to un undo because it's not actually productive. Um, 
But when you set realistic schedules and realistic goals, you are able to create success more and that fuels confidence and fuels bolder decisions and higher creativity and all these juicy things that actually benefit you as an individual and your organization. Um, Obviously nourishing, how can we nourish ourselves? How can we encourage nourishment in our teams? Um, It could be like getting outside, taking breaks, encouraging people to step outside the office for 20 minutes at lunch instead of like I used to do, which was, I think I used to go to Sainsbury's on a Monday, buy a big bag of my lunch for the whole week. So I didn't need to even go to Sainsbury's again a different day. So that was super extreme. And I can only imagine what it's like now and we can order so much food to our desk we literally don't have to leave so how can we rest how can we take care of ourselves how can we encourage um some nourishment that doesn't have to take a lot of time it doesn't have to be expensive in order to be effective um, and, and off the back of that i would say continuing even towards more self-care um, and that could literally be just asking for support it doesn't have to be smelly candles and baths it could literally be i am going to share this or ask for this um, instead of what so many of my clients do, which is like carry that burden on, on their own, which can then often build a kind of like resentment because we're carrying this burden that we didn't even, you know, get asked to carry and other people don't even know about. So we're not getting acknowledged or celebrated for it, which, you know, is interesting. And of course, I mean, right now we've just kicked off Inside Time Hackers Success Hacking. And we do this by celebrating. We celebrate every single day, all of us, nothing is too small, nothing is too big. And it creates this like, compound effect of like all of us focusing on celebrating and redirecting our brain away from the problem it's highly effective highly simple and this is something you could do yourself it's something you could do in your teams it's something you could have us come in and teach you and the last thing is just really to like own our humanity and appreciate it instead of getting frustrated like a lot of the solutions for productivity are tech focused and tech is moving super fast and it's like able to do more and do more and do more Don't expect us humans to grow at that same rate. We are not robots. That's our speciality. There's certain things that we can do that technology never can. Um, Even like ChatGPT, I was um, playing with it. It's a big talk of the town right now. I was playing with it and I thought like, oh, what's eight ways to save time? And it came up with these like super generic, irrelevant, outdated things. I'm just going to say it um, compared to what I speak about on this podcast and time hacking and how we really solve for having too much to do and not enough time. So that's where it's at on toxic productivity and how you can actually solve for it, whether you are an individual, a team leader or an organization. And again, I would encourage you right now to get in touch with us and find out more about how we can train you and your teams, either in time hacking or through one of trainings that really supports them so that you're all able to achieve more without doing more, without longer hours and without more stress. It's like a win, win, win all round. Uh, It's the future of work. And for anyone that's part of an organization that cares about its employees and is, you know, creative and pioneering and wants to be ahead of the curve, this is it. This is your sign. Just contact team at vickylouise.com and we'll set up a time to talk with you. I can't wait to speak with you soon. Bye, lovelies. Oh, and by the way, if you feel called to share this with friends or other founders or other HR people, please do. This is a great episode to inspire people into helping solve this issue for themselves and their organizations. So I appreciate you sharing it. Thank you so much. Bye. Hey, if you want to get five hours a week back minimum for life, then I want to invite you to join Time Hackers. It's this podcast on speed where you'll get access to time hacking tools not shared on the podcast. 
you'll get access to my proven process for hacking your time to get five hours back every week at least. It's also my favorite place to hang out and will be yours too as you connect with other time hackers where you'll get celebrated, supported and coached of course. You are a time hacker. This is where you belong. Head to vickilouise.com forward slash group. I can't wait to see you there.